Hey everyone, this episode is brought to you by Vigilant Guitars. Vigilant is a really rad company based in Victoria, BC, Canada, and they're making some of the world's coolest multi-scale extended range guitars and basses, all custom ordered. You want it, they'll do it. Not just the weird stuff, you just want a sick six string shred machine, it's done. Trevor is making some of the hippest stuff out there, and he's doing it using all of the most environmentally friendly processes and lumbers that he can. Heck, he often harvests his own lumber, but if he can't do that, he gets it from ethical sources. He's happy to use modern parts and modern techniques like LED lighting, rock light, carbon fiber, all sorts of cool stuff. So if you're looking for something awesome, check out Vigilant Guitars. Scotch Ripple on Casper's nipple. It's a sweet, sweet oh. episode of The Cultured Guitarist. My name... You are fired. ...is Acidically Balanced Al. <laughs> With me, as ever, is Cool Ranch Casper. All right. And rejoining us for the first time in over 70 episodes, or almost exactly 70 episodes, yep. isn't it? Yeah. 71. Yeah. Minty Fresh Mike from Uncle Amplification. Hey, I like that minty fresh. Minty fresh. Yeah. Well, you know, you're a pretty. You're a pretty cool guy. And what's cooler than mint? <laughs> Not much. Oh yeah, no nothing. Mint is yeah. Mint is the coolest. Of that food. was what came after like sliced bread. Mint. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> In case anyone was wondering, before actually it comes before sliced bread. Well, it's the coolest thing since sliced bread. I think it's cooler than sliced bread, honestly. Well, that's true. I mean, maybe. I guess how much you, depends on how much you love mint. I mean, mint's pretty cool. This might be the dumbest opening depends conversation this show's ever had. A hundred percent, Al. A hundred percent. This is this is a dumber conversation than all of our chats about vertical limit. Like you, <laughs> I don't know what the procedure is that those the tinfoil hat people do, where they like drill a small hole in your forehead to relieve pressure. Tinfoil hat people do that. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean. It's like you know you would drill a hole in your forehead. At home with a drill, it's been done. People have been people have died doing this. Yeah, it sounds like a self lobotomy. That sounds horrible. Right, but it's like to relieve intracranial pressure and like let the let the your third eye, whatever. I don't know. Okay, Anyways, <laughs> but that's what I wish someone was doing to me right now. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you. You got a drill. Cr- I'll see yeah, it. You are causing horrendous <laughs> amounts of intracranial pressure, Alan. Okay. Well, naming me, you traitor. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, what was it? There was another movie reference there. Uh, Castaway. Al is Albert, not Alan. Huh? Never mind. Anybody that uh, likes the movie Castaway will know what I'm talking about. I remember two people in that movie. Mm -hmm. One was the pilot that washed up on the island, and he buried him there, remember? Oh, I remember the dead pilot. I don't remember his name. Well, he pulled the wallet out, and never mind. Let's... Was that the Tom Hanks movie? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I saw that. I don't even remember oh, Tom Hanks' should... name in the movie. I just remember Wilson. Yeah, the Wilson's not really even a character. Oh my gosh, I don't know either. Okay, somebody help us out and leave it in a comment on something. 
Okay. Let us know yeah, what Tom important. Hanks's character was in that. Castaway. <laughs> this needs to be in the show notes. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Mike, even though we're nonstop jibber-jabbering about possibly the dumbest stuff we could be, it is really nice to have you back on. Thank you very much. I'm really, really glad to be back. It's been a couple of weird years we've had here. Yeah, man. It sure has. Very weird. Was it? Was it pre-COVID last time Mike was on? Um, so last time Mike was on, I just have my list in front of me here. I think it was like right at the beginning. It was July. July of 2020. Wow. So I mean, we were, we were in the thick of the off. weird. Yeah. You know, it was getting weird at that point. And uh, yeah. It went, it went from hearing about it to like, oh, this is real. Yeah. And like mental. It's just crazy. So hopefully, yeah. fingers crossed, hopefully we're going to see the world normalize a little bit this year. That's my, I'm my genuine so. hope. Fingers crossed that everything kind of, you know, as we get through all of this and, I, and the, man, I don't even know normal is anymore. Nah, I know, but <laughs> yeah, I, I think a lot of people are reprogrammed at this point. So I, I don't know. I don't know what normal is going to look like. Yeah. I don't think uh, whatever it is, it'll be new. Whatever normal is, it's not going to be the way it was before. No, there's no, yeah, you're exactly right. You know, we move forward. We don't go backwards. There's no going back to the way things were. But anyways, no one wants to hear more COVID talk. So let's. <laughs> yes. On. Let's, let's thank, you, thank you for the coffee, Al. Hey, you're welcome, buddy. I really appreciate it. Nice it's to hitting Bernie. The, it's hitting the spot. I don't know how you do that, like almost black coffee. It's, it's, I don't like super, super hot drinks. No, you neither. It has to cool off for a while. It's just, just now being able to drink it. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. And, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a like 13 year old. Mm-hmm. with my coffee at least <laughs> the more cream and sugar you can pile in that thing the better so no i like coffee <laughs> yeah i don't like coffee i get like one sugar just to take the bitter edge off just I, I but like, I'm, I'm actually been trying to cut it back to no sugar and like drink black coffee but yeah i'm, I'm more tough. or less like liquefied coffee crisp like, <laughs> <laughs> just sugar and, and milk yeah, and that's why i don't have cream drink it. it's just terrible yeah man no i'm lactose intolerant so i don't put cream in my yeah. coffee no i'll stick to these uh sugar-free carbonated Fruit-flavored waters, that's the best option for me. Yeah, man. <coughs> um, well, it's been, we're actually recording this two days, two days after we had Sheldon on from Sheldon Ends from True North Pedals last week. So I don't have a heap load of uh, new stuff to talk about. I got like a little bit. Well, why don't you go first then? Well, okay. Uh did a little more setup on your bass. Mm-hmm. That was, you know. so Moments ago. Moments ago, so that's that was nice. It's boy, it's a long base. It's real long. <laughs> yep, your arm is way out there. Um, which I haven't. You know, what we could do is we could like screw in like a like a three inch post. I'm serious. <laughs> yeah, no, I I'm listening. Bring that strap out about three inches, and it would bring the whole balance of the base. You know what I could do to the right. I could just attach. Don't say the strap to the the headstock, headstock, you troglodyte. (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) I have the thing, the little disconnect. I'm going to do it just to piss you off. Uh, You know what, though? The little plastic Diodario clip thing that that holds that system together won't support this base. No, it'll snap right off (laughs) like an elephant held on by dental floss. Um Which is about what your base weighs, by the way. It's (laughs) crazy. The the more I wear it, the the more I... I don't regret not chambering it, but I'm like, man, I, that's something I really did not think about. Well, you know what you could do? As long as we're spitballing weird ideas for the base, in addition to a, you know, three or four inch rod sticking out the end to change your strap hang position, yep. 
since, you know, we're going to be in Victoria for the Victoria Guitar Show, and mm-hmm. April, we could bring this thing. And I'm sure Gary from Parts Caster Concierge would not be offended if you were to bring it to Trevor and be like, hey, dude, let's, uh, let's take the back of this and let's route away <laughs> some cavities and put some ash covers on here. Or something like that. You could you could really hollow this thing out if you wanted to. Maybe you'd uh, you'd you'd have to decide how much that figuring on the back is. Uh, I just love it so much. I don't yeah. want to mess with it. Oh, then just endure the weight, man. It's yeah. not like you're running marathons. With I'm this young. Thing back. I'm young and I'm strong. That's how I <laughs> sort of you. sort of true. <laughs> <laughs> that must be really nice to be young and strong. Yeah, like, I'm not forty yet, so kind of young. When are you forty? <laughs> Couple years. Yeah. I t- well, no, I turned thirty nine in June. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Baby. Is he saying I'm not young anymore? No. Because I'm you, 40? You, <laughs> nope. It's actually, you know what? It's a friend of ours' birthday today, too, and I'm oh, going to yeah. give her a big shout. Um, uh, One of our one of our, one of our, uh, our PUBG squad members. Her PUBG squad members is turning um, 35 today, so we're going to say happy birthday to her. Wow. <laughs> She's not the No kidding. <laughs> You suck up. Yeah. Anyways, happy birthday, Sparks. Um. So yeah, did did a little setup work on your bass. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna fine tune it next time I'm here because I'm just on a time cruncher. Um. I did. I I listed that Jazzmaster neck on reverb. Oh, cool. Nice. And I have an offer on it that uh, I haven't accepted yet, but I think I probably will. Okay. Um. But turns out, and I didn't know this. I I okay. Maybe uh maybe I was a little naive here, so a, a Squire Jazzmaster, the the classic vintage, Vin- vintage classic, mo- no, vibe. classic vibe, yeah, yeah, not the vintage modified, classic vibe. Uh, they're about five hundred bucks Canadian. Yeah, yep. So they're not an expensive instrument. They're a great, great buy for the value. Of those yeah, things, good player. Um, and I so I thought the knack off this thing would be worth like one hundred twenty five bucks Canadian. That's what I was expecting. When I went to list the thing after taking some pictures of it. Turns out everybody selling these necks with the tuners on them is listing them for two fifty or something like that plus shipping. So I was like, I don't want to sell it for that. That felt kind of piratey. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know, two two fifties. You're getting into like warmoth neck territory for not too much more, or, yeah. or like a, yeah. you know, like not to mention those guys are so far behind right now. Necks are getting hard to get, and I, maybe that's why maybe that's these fine. things are. Going for a little while. anyway, so I listed it for about uh, I think I put it up for two ten Canadian plus shipping, and uh, a guy offered me like hundred ninety five bucks. I don't know what the fifteen dollars meant to him, but yeah, <laughs> cover the shipping maybe. Yeah, I don't know. So I'll, I'll probably accept the offer when we're done recording here. But yeah, no, that surprised me. That's that that thing is that's the going rate for these is, is like half the price of the instrument because uh, you're really only getting about a third of the instrument. You're not getting any of the electronics. You're not getting the body. You know, you, I yeah. don't know. Am I, That's am I the hard part, though. Neck is the hard part. That, you're, that is true. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, Squire's not everybody's favorite brand, and I, I get that, but um, their quality is very consistent. Now. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of always been. You could always kind of rely on certain model ranges to be in a certain quality range. Yeah. I've had a couple of, like, Squire standard series strats that I, those were pretty janky, yeah. <laughs> Didn't, they weren't that great. And for a standard series, I would have expected them to be a little bit better. Yeah. I would say that era, like the late 90s, 
early 2000s, yeah, mid 2000s squire. That was when they were kind of like, Meh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the one was the 20th anniversary, so that'd have been 2003, right? Something like that. Yeah. I think Squire kicked it off in '83 as an actual Fender brand. Yeah. So, I, uh, okay. I'll, these days, any any time after 2010, Squire's yeah. pretty darn reliable for quality. And, um, you know, if you're looking to to capture a certain Fender flavor, um, Squire will generally give it to you at a very easy to accept mm-hmm. price. Um, you know, it's a lot. The, the Mexican-made stuff used to be what Squire is now, because now the Mexican stuff is sitting where low-end uh, American, American and stuff, Japanese yeah. stuff used to sit. And, yeah, yeah, those prices have gone up, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the American <laughs> and Japanese stuff is like, whew. It makes me just cringe a little bit every time I think about that uh, 72 Thin Line Mexi Fender that I missed. In oh, Vancouver for three hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, that was a screaming deal, and all it I had was, to do was yeah. get there, and I just couldn't get there. Speaking of screaming deals, I missed out on a real scream oh, recently. Man, that would have been a sweet deal for everybody. <laughs> Two thousand seven Gibson SG Special, full gloss special. Yep, a good one. Yep, which is very much like the red one I just robot one I just sold. Yep, but non robot, non robot, and somebody had installed Seymour Duncan Fat Cats in it, which would have been fantastic. Yep. Seven hundred and fifty Canadian, which is about half price. It's half price. <laughs> and I was on it like minutes after it was posted. Yeah, and so will too was someone else because yeah. they beat you to it. It was gone. Oh, it's too bad. Anyway, that's that's me this week. What about uh, you? Let's go, Mike. Let's do Mike. Oh, I've just been uh, building some stuff, working on a pedal board today. Um, I've been collecting a lot of the. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember in the mid '80s, Boss released a line of effects called Micro Rack. And they're like half rack size pedal oh, effects. Yeah, yeah, I almost bought one of the yeah. delays. Yeah, they're really, uh, really good. Something... And I've been collecting them for a while now, so I finally have enough to actually build our rack with them. So I'm going to be working on that oh, in the next cool. few yeah, weeks. Yeah, I want to say it was like a DM10 or something like that delay. I don't remember the model number now, but it, all the all the model numbers are R, and the end the last thing is 10. So it's R. So the delay would be RDD10. Yes. And, there, and there's an RDD-20 as well, which is the other. There's two delays. There's a bunch of delays, actually. There's a panning delay that I just picked up, which is really cool. It's a stereo panning delay that pans back and forth from speaker to speaker. Oh, that sounds outrageous. It's yeah, it's cool. 80s boss you know? delay, man. There's never a bad yeah. 80s boss These things delay. are like 37 years old, and they have held up really, really well. Yeah, agreed. What do they? What does something like that go for? Like on average, in in your experience that you've been collecting them, do they? Are they, they you know, are they pricey it, it, or are they they anywhere kind of anywhere from depends on which one it is, but anywhere from seventy bucks to two hundred, roughly. No kidding. Um, a couple of them are really hard to find. They have that's a US sampling. Dollars, right? <laughs> yeah, that's U.S. dollars, and they have a sampling delay um, that's really hard to find. Um, but I did manage to pick one of those up. Um, I've got just about all of them now. I'm going to have a full rack. It's going to be sweet. That's rad. See, that's really rad, man. I, I kind of find myself, because I, I have my, my pedal board on a, like a, no, it's not a table, but it's like a, it's on a riser underneath my my workbench. So when I'm like right. working on pedals and stuff, I've, I've got, so I can just plug pedals into the chain with an ABY. And, but I've got my full pedal board sitting on the, on the riser under my desk. But if I find it, are we calling that a riser now? I don't know. It's like a vintage. It's an ottoman. <laughs> is it an ottoman? Yes. It's kind of like a stool. An ottoman. Though. It's a cute. It's a. It's a. 
like mustard tuck yellow. Tuck and roll mustard yellow. It's ottoman. I think it's Ikea. Cube. Something. Yeah, it's a little, whatever. It's a, it's a riser because I don't, it's not using for what it was intended for. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, so the, the board's sitting on that and I'm, I fiddle around for the most part. Like I don't really, I don't really do a whole lot, but I think having a, a rack mounted on the side of my desk instead that I can like tap into delay and drive and all those things. I want to actually look into those. We're going to, we should talk more about those when we're. Yeah, for there. sure. They're really cool. You know? Some down here on this side of the 49. Yeah. I just picked up one of those new UA bolt 476s. So um, I'm getting used to that thing too. Um, replacing my Apollo solo with it. It's all analog. So it's pretty nice. That's it's cool. real good. That's cool. Universal audio. This mm. attack stuff. Well, Casper, what have you been up to this week, man? Um, I, I, mean, I, I regret to inform not a lot again, yeah, but um, so like I say, it's only been a couple of days. Um, I'm just really like, you know, playing on my base when I get the time. I have like a crummy little, what is that thing called? A KB2? It's a little, little PV keyboard little amp. Keyboard amp. Um, it's really quiet. I want a bigger one. I want a, like an actual base amp, but I don't want to spend a grand. So... Trying to, I've been scouring a lot on the. There is inter- the L Thunder Bruh. out there. <laughs> Bruh, have you seen that thing? I am not going to drag that behemoth in here and deafen myself in three seconds. Oh, you don't need to drag it in here. You can play it from in here. With it's still out there. It'll get in here. This house is old. It will shake it right <laughs> off the foundation. So we, we have this. It's uh, one of those like late 70s, early 80s PV Centurion series. Three heads, series, like, yeah. Behemoth that just weighs 500 pounds and then it has, then, uh, there's a, a 118 Black Widow out there. <laughs> 118 Black Widow and then the two um the 210 That's powered yeah, cab that goes yeah. self powered cab goes in between. Listen, you want to hear the full I do. Holy crap of your base. That's the rig. Uh, <laughs> I'm afraid to plug it in. <laughs> because I'll like it. Why would that be bad? <laughs> because it's out there for a reason. It's outside the <laughs> studio for a reason because it's just it's out of here. Yes, Takes up too much room. I'll have to move it in here. You Just know, bring it over here. You got a whole space right there. You're not doing anything with. I'd like my computer and all this electronics to last. <laughs> Just shaking all the all the components out of them. I'm just saying, there's a, there's a giant base amp. I know. I just want something that's a little bit more usable because I don't think that's going to be terribly usable. No, there's something they're, in between they're the, they're the little you, the little PV okay. keyboard amp and that. So like, uh, it's gotta be all bougie about it. Don't you? No, I just want to have have something usable. That thing is like, yeah. Okay. Out on stage. That thing would do a Led Zeppelin concert. What 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 is more usable than that? That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Like, yeah, I already have hearing problems. I don't need more. Well, just bougie, man. What? Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's it. I've just been kind of doing the reverb thing. And the Facebook marketplace and every classified thing from here to Vancouver trying to find something affordable, usable, that's not a piece of crap. You know, I don't want some, you know, I don't know. I was looking at like the Rumble series from Fender, but they're kind of meh, you know, unless you get an older one that's something special, but I don't uh, know. There's no good Rumble series Fender. Some of the old, the old original ones were okay. No, the old ones were worse. Were they? The Rumble series has been vastly improved. It's still not. I don't enjoy it. Oh, okay. Well, you're not the only person in the world. Well, that's true. 
But I'm the only opinion that I care about. That's true. That is that is absolutely <laughs> true. <laughs> well, let's fire into it, man. Yeah. Let's, let's dig in deep. I cannot believe it's been over, like 70 episodes. Year and a half. And well, then plus that we've had a couple two, of breaks. That's like almost two years. Yeah. Yeah, it's, year yeah, it's been a minute. Been a minute. You've been up to some stuff, man. <laughs> yeah, I do lots of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, last last time we talked to you, that was one thing we had a hard time covering because it was like, what is what does uncle amplification do? It's like, what does it not do? What, mm-hmm. what, <laughs> uh, you know, I like to teach myself a lot of stuff. So, you know, it's like I'll see something and I'll be like, OK, I need to learn how to do that. So, you know, I, I got a new shop. So my shop's bigger now and I have a, a dedicated wood shop and a dedicated electronic shop. And then I also have an area to be able to powder coat in. So. Um, I'm able to do a lot more than I could do before. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, we got to talk about any space cause, uh, you moved into that. Uh, it's been a while now. Almost a year. Yeah. It's, um, it's really close to my house. It is, um, it was an old diesel mechanic building and it's, it's a monster building. It's humongous. And it's a bit of an ecological disaster up there. Um, not by anyone that I know is doing, but whoever had it before us really created kind of a problem up there. So we've oh, cleaned no. it as best we can. Yeah, it's, it's a mess. It's, like, it's a great building. And it's, it's, it's a half mile back off the road and it's completely isolated and there's no neighbors and it's, it's great and all, but it's, you know, it, it needs a lot more cleanup than it's had so far. Oh, uh, no. Was it one of those? Because I, I, I come from a northern Canada oil field town, uh, and I, I have met some unscrupulous, shall we say, mechanical <laughs> types who... Uh, when yeah, I'm sure it's the same thing. ...change yes. their oil, they just kind of... Dump it on the ground. Dump it on the ground. It's like... Oh, these, these guys were burning it for, for heat. <laughs> oh. Yeah. They have a oh. furnace in there. They were using all of the spent motor oil, and they were burning it for heat. Oh, that's a mess. The stink of that, man. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, it's, it, you, know, it, you know, my shop is great. You know, I, I've got my area pretty nicely laid out, you know, and it's, I mean, it is a monster building. I've got my RV in there. Like, it's so big, my RV fits inside of it easily, and I'm only using a third of the building, so. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's I'm really, I'm really hoping too. we can get some more makers moving in there, but we'll see what happens. Cool. Yeah, would that you were anywhere near me, man. Because yep. the the thing I'm, my wife and I are finally after six months moving into a a, a a new place here, and the the one thing I'm I'm not looking forward to is I still won't have a lot of space to set up a workbench mm-hmm. and to work on stuff. <laughs> it's like ah. And uh, coming over here doesn't really work out because you have that lunatic of a dog that hates me. He's <laughs> not really a lunatic. He just I don't know what's wrong. It's just weird. Just, he's just so nice to, all the time to work that he sees <laughs> sees you and turns into a frothing idiot. I don't know. I know. So, yeah. No dog has ever reacted to me that way. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, I've had dogs that react to me like that way at first. Sure. As everybody does. But, you know, usually you give them a treat, you give them a pet, and they're good to go. But not Theo. For some reason, he's just like, he's committed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so the new shop space is working out. Yeah. Other than yep. the uh, environmental uh, assessment is <laughs> looking. Mixed. Yeah, I, I I just have to close my eyes to the mountain of tires that are out there and the other things that are mm. not great. But hopefully, getting cleaned up sooner than later. But we'll see what happens. You know, there's a lot of. I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of like uh, alternative 
lifestyle uh, blogs and, and Instagram pages and stuff. I'm one of those guys that's, uh, you know, for the past 10, 11 years, I've been following earthship con- housing construction and tiny houses, that kind of thing. You can, you can uh, with enough rammed earth in a tire, you can actually make a pretty well-insulated wall. <laughs> so, <laughs> depending on how many tires you got, you could expand your shop space some more. Uh, it, it's, it, it could be the Taj Mahal then, because I've got a lot of tires out there. Oh. <laughs> okay, there we go. All right, I'm just moving A couple down. thousand probably. So. I'm moving down to Mike's place, man. Yep. You could you could use them as a uh, a, a cold cellar. You could build a big yeah, there you go, fill right. them, pack them full of earth and then cover the whole thing and make a make like a cold cellar. Yeah. Right. I mean it's it's a great property. It's five acres and it's got trees all around it and there's deer all over the place and everything else. So if they if they just hadn't messed it up so bad, it would be beautiful back there. But you know, it's it, it is what it is right now, but it, at least for me, it's a lot better space than what I had. Yeah. Well, and, and fringe benefit of somebody messing up property a whole bunch is it uh, probably was a little better for you price wise. Oh, it's cheap. Yeah. That's, uh, it's, it's definitely inexpensive. I'll go, I'll go there. <laughs> well, that's, that's a good thing. There we go. That's yeah. And it's like, it's like two miles from my house. So it's like, it's, it's convenient and cheap. So well, that's awesome. Perfect. Man. So, okay. So it's, it's been, it's been almost, two years, a year and a half-ish, roughly. In that time, you've gone from making stupidly cool boutique amps, often with a, a really neat stereo approach, to you expanded the pedals you were doing, to now where you... <laughs> man, you have made some really cool stuff. Uh, you, you're doing these... Like flavor, I don't, I don't know what you, I can't remember what you're calling them. I'm sorry, I should have been more prepared for this, but I'm don't do prepared interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, you're doing this like flavor of the week thing with with different pedals, or you're off. Well, it, those are just stuff. some clones, uh, yeah. So every week I'll build a like a little batch of clones, um, and just put them out there. You know, inexpensive. I call them Jamicano. So um, it's it, it's an, it's able it's it, it lets somebody get in to a pedal they may want for a lot cheaper than what it costs them to buy from the the real deal. So, and I always encourage everybody to buy from, you know, whoever developed the circuit, but you know, there, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of clones out there right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're doing that. You're still doing the amps. You're doing pedal boards. You're doing a lot of custom circuitry. Um, like where do you find the inspiration and where the heck do you find all the time, man? Cause I know you do the brewery thing too. Yeah. I, you know, luckily for me, I've got the brewery to where it, it, it kind of operates, you know, I go in and I spend a few hours there in the morning. Um, I do all of the, you know, all the ordering and the scheduling and all that kind of stuff and all the uh, political bull that has, Oh, sorry. <laughs> all the political <laughs> stuff that has to go along with that as well. So I, I do all that. And then, um, and then I, you know, I, I come straight here and get in the shop, you know, and it's, it's been, you know, inspiration wise, you know, I, I just try to build what's not out there, you know, or I try to expand on what's out there. Mm-hmm. It's hard, you know, it's, it's a very hard business to get in. It's hard to break the ceiling to get to the point where you've got enough work that you can just do that. Um, without inventing something, you know, and then you've got, you know, like the, like the 1985 guy, you know, I mean, he's made a lot of money building rat clones. Oh, 1981. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Uh, I, that is a pedal that I think more than any other pedal out there, I want to get my paws on and play one. Cause I just am dying to know is the hype justified. Hmm. Yeah, what's the shtick? I don't I don't know, you know. I don't know that guy or anything. Um I wish him all the best. But, you know, I mean, it, but it's it's been happening like that for a long time. I mean, look at uh, look at Analog Mike. I mean, Analog Mike made a lot of money doing Buzzface clones, you know. So, I mean, there's there's few there's not that many original ideas left out there it seems like at least in the pedal business. It's like everything is just a rehash of something else. I mean, that's, and that's, I think that's fine. You know, we're all standing on the shoulders of some giants from somewhere. Right, um, exactly. You know, in the, in the case of 1981 Inventions, like, he was a literal, well, is. He's still, in, there's still the band is still going. He, he's a literal rock star. So, I mean, when he launched his pedal company, there's kind of a built-in audience ready to just scoop him right up. Mm. Yeah, right. Um, and it was, uh, he, he had the right approach with Instagram on it. So, it's. You know, the, the marketing there was uh, well prepared for what he was doing. In the case of like analog, analog man, um, I just think he was, you know, he was an early guy to the table at, at oh, absolutely the boutique yeah. effects thing. So much like yeah, much like we owe we owe we owe analog Mike quite a bit of uh, gratitude. He's yeah. he's he's done a lot for the industry for sure. Yeah, so I mean. There's there's a lot of roads to to success. I I think you have an interesting one where it's like you have. I mean we've we've had this preamp of yours that uh, Casper got to claim. <laughs> okay, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> <I'm> st- <laughs> um, we've had this preamp of yours for well since sometime shortly or very shortly thereafter after we had you on the show, which thank you very much. Yeah, indeed. Um, so I, I can say this with, uh, firm certainty, <laughs> your work is impeccable and incredible. Um, so I think that there's a, there's a cool niche that you're, you're making for yourself where, uh, you, you have that impeccable boutique high caliber work, um, and the versatility to do just about anything. I mean, you're not diving into the like DSP programming, you're doing kind of, uh, analog stuff, which that's rad as heck, man. Yeah. That's a- yeah. I, I prefer staying on the analog side. Um, and you know, yeah, having more space in my shop and having more equipment is get, you know, now I can label my boxes, you know, before, you know, I was building pedals with either stickers on them or not labeled at all. And now I, you know, I engrave them with a, with a, with a laser engraver. I just burn right through the powder coat. And it, it looks really great. They're doing, they're, they're, they're coming out beautiful. Yeah. They yeah. Look sick. Yeah. Well, and I mean, really, that was the last, the last step you needed to be a pro. Well, yeah. You know, isn't, isn't that kind of like, that's the, that's the brink of, of fully self-sustaining. That's pro level, man. Yeah. <laughs> You're not. Yeah. I mean, I can like, build anything now. I can build any piece I need, you know, um, and I do, you know, it's like, you know, I started building these pedal boards with built-in bypass loopers. Um, and that just kind of came about. I had a friend of mine in New York send me an email and he said, hey, can you build me a bypass looper? And I was like, yeah, but, you know, I've been having this idea about actually building a looper into the board. So it doesn't take up nearly as much space. 
Mm-hmm. And it's all one one nice tidy unit, you know. And those they've been coming out really, really great. So yeah, and that is such a genius idea, and definitely like nobody would use doing that. Well, right, exactly. That's one of the things that I definitely first at, and you know, and what I discovered was using aluminum C channel. You know, I learned how to polish like raw aluminum, and I I, I go to the metal store and I buy just raw C channel, and. That way I've got an enclosure for a looper as long as I want it to be. I can make a 45 foot looper if I wanted to. Um, nice. You know, the, the one I did today was 24 inches. So, I mean, it's like, you know, there's not anybody building boxes out there. For these things. So right. um, I decided that I had to, at least for the loopers anyway, I had to figure out a way to, you know, to build my own box. And that's what I came up with. And it's working great. I, I mean, I love it. I, I, I mean, I'm a sucker for like a sexy looking pedal board with the <laughs> inputs and power built onto the side. That's mm-hmm. uh, it's Instagram guitar porn, and I'm here for it, man. It's it's great. Yeah, and, and that's what I try to do. You know, it's like if I don't have something to do one day, I always try to do something just to put it up. You know, just to stay relevant. Yeah. Yep. No, I love it, man. Your 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 Instagram feed is is one of my favorites. I, I don't know if you've noticed, but pretty much every time you post something, uh, with it doesn't take long before uh, it's liked by both my account and the Culture Guitars account. Uh, yeah, I, I really appreciate that. You know, it's like uh, that's you know that's still all I have. You know, is is the word of mouth I get through Instagram. I don't do anything on Facebook or anywhere else. So um, locally here, we've got you know a huge group of musicians local and a lot of studios around. So, um, we've got really big names that are local now because like Charlie Hunter moved to Greensboro. So Charlie Hunter lives here now. Uh, Eric Gales lives here now. Um, you've got uh, Sylvan Esso studio down in Chapel Hill. You've got his golden messenger, like 45 minutes away. Uh, I've got a couple pedals on tour with those guys right now. Nice. So did you, did you reach out to them or did they come to you? Uh, they came to me, um, via somebody else. I don't remember exactly who I got turned on to. I'm to, right now I'm trying to get an amp in Eric Gales's hands. If I could get, if I could build a small amp that, that Eric would just showcase, it would, it would could do a lot for me, I think. Uh, well, I'm definitely best friends with him. So you go ahead and send an amp <laughs> up to me. <laughs> eventually it will definitely, definitely wind up on tour with. <laughs> it doesn't even have to be tour if he would just goof on it you know in a studio you know anything to just to just to link myself to some of the heavier hitters you know i mean i just recently i just recently sold a pedal to uh miles sean neil sean's son out in california um i don't know if you guys have followed miles sean and all he's I haven't. he's really good and he, he's getting better and better and better um he, he's gonna be a something he's gonna be a force to be reckoned with for sure yeah, I mean, just hanging around with a dad like that. <laughs> yeah, right. If you have any passive interest of your own in, in guitar, you're gonna you're gonna get good fast with the dad, with mm-hmm. the dad like right. Sean. Super nice guy. You know, he 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 approached me, um, and I built him a uh, I built him a Klon and a King of Tone all in one box. Oh, that's cool. The King Klon. Yeah. So King Clone or whatever that was. Yeah, yeah the, the King Klon, exactly. The King of Tone. That's a, that's a two for pedal usually. Yeah, yeah. So it's so, got three foot switches. So you got three so, yeah. foot switches. Wow. Yep. That's a big pedal. Yeah, it's in one of the larger uh, Hammond boxes, the <laughs> XX box. So that's amazing. 
Well, I mean, you've got, as far as I'm concerned, one of the, and, you know, Casper will probably side with me on this one. You've got the backing of one of the coolest people in music, which is our buddy Dan Presencer over at More Guitars. He swears by you. Mm-hmm. Dan has done a whole lot for me, man. Dan, um, I, I'm constantly getting somebody contacting me saying, hey, Dan said this and Dan said that. I'm like, awesome. Um, yeah, Dan's been a really good contact for me and super nice guy. I'm, I'm hoping to make it over there one day myself. Yeah, he's he's such good dude. Yeah, he is a great dude. But you can say for sure that you have driven business to him because we <laughs> we know one guy has invested a whole heap of money into well, okay, a guitar let's, because let's, because no 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 let's, Mike let's be real got that <laughs> offset from Dan and I was like. I need that right there in my when, life. <laughs> when we had Dan on, you were pretty sold on him after we had him on. You were going to get something from him, but it was seeing Mike's offset that uh, determined what that exactly was. Well, I think the it initial, initially started off as just a naked you Morty. You were going to get a naked Morty. I was going to get a Morty, <laughs> and that was going to be affordable. For, for you know, yeah. for a, to get a more into a more guitar like in a really, really affordable way. Uh, the the naked Morty would have been great, <laughs> especially if you got into that first batch he built because those yeah. were really affordable. They I think he's up a little bit on there, but he's busy, you know. So yep. that was the batch Casper was looking at. It was, it was, <laughs> and, and, and uh, he builds a he builds a fabulous guitar. So so the the more that I got, I got in. I think his prices have gone up even since um, I commissioned mine. Um, but I mean. It's been when did that when did we have him on a couple of weeks after you so we're talking like April, we'll call it August I think right August of 2020 and I'm going to pick that guitar up in at the end of March Nice so I'm excited to see it oh. uh, what 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 woods is it Guess <laughs> <laughs> Is it Walnut it's, Babinga <laughs> It's Walnut all He couldn't be talking uh, to Babinga Dan Dan wanted to I cuz I was Dan and I talk all the time. Absolutely. And yeah. and Dan was like, I really want to do Casper's in a full babinga. And I was just like, it's not going to happen, man. <laughs> it is not going to happen. Casper's, you're going to mention the word walnut or you're going to show him what you got in wood. He'll see the walnut. Yeah. And so it's it's all <laughs> walnut. Yeah, it has a, a really nice figured rosewood fingerboard. Um, and it went from a couple different pickup things. And it's kind of, it's changed over the course of the year and a half since I ordered it into something a lot more um, basic, you know, so it's going to have a jazz tram. It's going to have, uh, you know, a jazz bridge. I wanted to have like a wood bridge, like riser, kind of like a violin type. Like he does. Yeah. Like he does. Right. And then that, I changed. I'm like, no, I'm like, no, I just want to go with a regular, a regular bridge, a regular jazz bridge. And then it just makes it a little more versatile down the road. If I say wanted to go with something different that can go into that type of spacing, there's, yeah, right. like I'm going to modify this guitar at all, but you know. Yeah, what do you? <laughs> so the only the only thing that I thought of is that I may not want actually want the tram on the guitar. That's the only thing I can think of. Is like I'm not a real. I, I'm trumpet. a hardtail guy, man. I don't have. I don't think I have one guitar with a tram. Yeah, oh, I've got a couple. Why are we even friends, Mike? <laughs> but it, and I have way too many guitars right now, and I'm pretty sure I don't have one. I think every single one's a hardtail. I uh, see. And I'm going the other way. I'm looking at my my hardtail guitars and going like. I can make that a trim. How do I put a trim on that? Yeah. <laughs> so if if it comes down to it, and the and the the you know the that Fender style jazz trim isn't for me, then I can actually just take it off and put a stop plate style cover yeah. in that hole, bolted into place, and in there. That's awesome. Those are readily available oh. now. Hey. Yep. 
and then you can get them in any finish you want. You know, you want to get it in like a you know a raw nickel or something like that. You you'll find it. They're out there. I'll bet you you could uh, pay Dan another small fortune, <laughs> and he would make you one out of walnut with little metal eyelet holes. Hmm. No, I don't know if it would hold. No, but it can have a it can have a walnut <laughs> veneer on it, like on the top of it. Yeah, I have um. I do have one guitar with the, with the jazz, but I, I put the, that hard piece bridge in there. I mean the tailpiece. Yeah. So the, I've got the tailpiece cover that has the holes in it. So you just string through the tailpiece. Yep. Yeah. That's what we're talking That's about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, um, it's neat. It works great. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And I've gone from a couple different pickups to like a kind of a filter Tron and, uh, something or other. I can't even remember what I was what we talked about originally, there was like seven different I'm, pickup arrangements. I'm a big filter Tron guy. Yeah. I kind of wanted to go that way too. And then Dan, not, he didn't talk me into it, but with enough, enough samples of enough guitars. How are you getting? Two. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dan present, sir. He's I a, know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the cool thing about that though, is Dan hand winds all his own pickups. So it's going to be a really spec built to, to fit me really well. That's awesome. Exactly. So that's, and that's kind of part of that, that bougie building your own really, <laughs> really high end instrument with the builder. And, yeah. you know, and I'm, I'm you know, no, I'm no stranger to that. I've, your your I've, wait period isn't too bad. I mean, I'm sitting really. on uh, over three years for my acoustic here. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, circumstances taken into account, of course, yeah. but yeah. Probably another while yet before I, I get think it. so. <laughs> but I mean, Hey, it's a, uh, it's still, it's still there. Yeah. So, <laughs> And I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that'll be for a sure. guitar too. So, anyways, you uh, you are responsible for at least at least one uh, bit of work for for Dan to do, not just the other way around. Well, ho- hopefully, more than that, but we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> Dan, Dan will let me know after he listens to this. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You know, it's I funny. need to talk. I haven't talked to him in a few weeks. I need to give him a call. It's funny. I was just looking at the at our episode coverage of like globally, and I know that there's only one listener in Denmark that listens to our podcast because we have exactly the number of episodes we've released for of of listens in Denmark. <laughs> well, thanks, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good guy, that one. Yep. Splendid feller. So. I, your your Instagram seems to be a lot less on the amps these days, Mike. Are you still doing a lot of those? Or are you kind of? Well, I'm getting ready. It's funny. I'm getting ready to uh, sort of re-release um, a couple of different things. I'm trying to get like, a, you know, before I was doing everything custom. Mm. Um, and I'm trying to get some base models, you know, so somebody could just say, I want this, but maybe add that to it. You know what I mean? Um, so, and, and also small. I, you know, I'm, I'm definitely a small tube guy. I, I'm not... I'm not building hundred watt amps ever. Um, so I'm getting ready to release an eight, uh, an eight, a five watt, a 10 watt and a 15 watt. Um, and they'll all be based off of something fendery. Nice. Deluxe reverb, mayhaps. <laughs> yeah, bits and pieces. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tend, I, like, like Dan's amp that I build him is like, it, you know, it's, it's, it's matchless up front. It, it, well, actually, it's a, it's Fender Princeton on the front end, and then that leads into a matchless style preamp tube. Matchless, I don't know, on the Spitfire, on the matchless Spitfire, they did everything parallel. 
So instead of feeding one side of the tube into the other, it's just both sides at the same time. And it's a lot more harmonics, I think. I like it. It's not quite as loud, but I think you get better harmonics like that. Um, and then the, you know, the, uh, the power stage is just of JTM 45. Um, so it's, it's, it's a, it's basically like three different amps jammed together. Yeah. You meant, cause his is probably the biggest one you've done, right? It was 50 Watts. I think it's the, yeah, it's the biggest one I've done. It's got two seventy five eighty one A's in it. Um, which is like that super six L six. Um, it's cleaner. It's got, it, when Dan talked to me about this, he wanted headroom. That's all he cared about. I want, he wanted a lot of headroom and he didn't want a lot of knobs. And I was like, okay, I think I know what I want to do here. So <laughs> No, it's a it's a cool sounding app. When Dan told us about it, he 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 was very enthusiastic, and mm-hmm. uh, we thought it sounded cool then too. But yeah, I'm basically building what anybody wants me to build at this point. I'm up to the point now where I have kind of a constant flow. Um, it's not so much that it's stacking me up, and I don't have to take pre orders yet or anything. But you know, it's like like right now, I'm in the middle of doing a pedal board for uh, Mackenzie Scott of AKA Torres out of New York. Um, I did her board before she wanted a bigger one. So the one that I just put up on Instagram today is, mm. is her board. That's the um, purple heart. And I don't know what are the top yeah, slots, purple heart and, and canary it's canary. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a very cool combo. And it's also both those woods are crazy dense and strong. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's got, it's not too heavy, but it's really, really strong. So it's going to be, it's going to be good because she's kind of crazy. So I needed something that could take her bouncing around on it <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. um, and that's got that looper in the in the channel yep, at the front it, it'll have it'll have nine bypass loopers in it and then it'll also have a mute to tune so the very first one will be mute to tune um and that way you don't have to run your line through the tuner you just send a line to just send a signal to the tuner tune and then go back and you're not going through the tune anymore oh man um yeah, it's cool, man. And then um, let's see what else have I got on the agenda. I've got a buddy of mine in Kentucky that I'm getting ready to build some switches for, and then a local guy here that I'm getting ready to build some battery power stuff. I started doing a little bit of battery backup power stuff too, so um, I'll do a little bit of everything. Yeah, so. I thought that was one of the coolest things you started doing was uh, the rechargeable pedal just board batteries. Like a, to, yeah, like, like a lithium cool, ion man. type of thing. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it's a, yeah, if you want to play a flat lithium game. ion and a little recharge board in there. Um, and I can pet, you know, off of one, I forget what size they are. Uh, anyway, I can power a whole board for, I don't know, 24 hours. Holy crap. Yeah, you, yeah, you were doing some awesome. pretty high milliamp stuff. It was, it was, it's cool. Yeah, um, it's like three, I think 3,000 milliamp lithium ion battery I'm using. Um, and it's really efficient too, it charges fast. Um, they don't heat up very badly. Um, it's been going really well. I haven't had any any major problems with them so yeah, far. I, so. I, man, I I mean, I, as a as a touring guy, I th- I thought it was such a smart thing um, it, for for people who tour heavily and uh, are doing much more <laughs> valuable, shall we say, gigs than than mine. Like if where you just your your pedal board cannot fail. Um, well, right. I thought it was such a smart smart thing. Well, the other thing is it, it, it's floating ground, so you don't have any ground loop whatsoever. Yeah. Because you're not connected to any other ground. It's a complete floating ground of the power. So um, it's super quiet, really nice power. Um, so, yeah, I build, I build a few of those here and there. Um, and then I've got a couple people, you know, that I'm talking to about 
Um, I got uh, Chris Bourne from His Golden Messenger. I'm getting ready to do um, a pedal board for him, a looper pedal board. Um, and then I've got a couple of guys, one amps. So we're getting, we're in the talking stages now. So, yeah, well, I was hoping that, uh, by, <laughs> well, I was hoping that sometime in the last year that just elapsed, I was going to be able to get in on one of your preamps at the very least, if not an amp for me, but man, yeah, the circumstances nice. went awry on my end. <laughs> yeah. You had a, you had a hell of a year there. Yeah. It was a little bit, uh, not what I was hoping for, but you know. Yeah. The amp, the amp business has gotten really weird because transformers are really hard to find right now. Well, and, and that's kind of one of those things like uh, that has me thinking about you a lot is, uh, you know, our, unfortunately the, the legendary classic tone, uh, brand is no more. And I know you have a stockpile. <laughs> oh yeah. I cleared those guys out. I got, <laughs> I bought, I bought pretty much every single ended output transformer they had. So I have the last of all of those. I have most everything I got from them were output output transformers. I'm using a lot of ham and power, um, but that but output transformers I thought were the magic from Classic Tone, um, and it's getting tough. I mean, if you look at Benson, if you go to Chris Benson's website, it, it says right they're not even taking orders right now. The, the, you can't you can't buy a Benson amp right now, even if they told you that it was going to be four years, they won't take your money right now. Yeah, which no is kidding. crazy. That's and and I think that's why we're seeing brands like uh Fender focus so hard on stuff like the Tone Master series. There I would not be surprised if the bulk of Fender's amp lineup went to that style of thing or digital and the tube stuff became like I don't know, if they started approaching their tube stuff almost like PRS approaches their private stock. Yeah, d digital is really coming along, man. The digital boards are getting better and better and better, and quieter and quieter and quieter. So yeah. I've been I've been doing a few digital amps too. So um, just little tiny like pedal board amps. Well, I mean, Casper and I are both playing Boss Katanas as mm -hmm. our normal amplifier almost all the time. Um, I mean, I, I, the reason I like that is because I can take it down to like uh, like half a watt. Yeah, so well, I can, that's why right. I the tone master I can, stuff from Fender. I can so. click it down to half a watt and still get tone out of it. I plug in my classic thirty, and it's and it's running an Uncle preamp. That thing rips your face off right off the bat. You turn it up <laughs> any higher than one and a half, and it's 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 just it's beautiful tone. I yeah. love it, but I can't sit in front of it. <laughs> you know, I just I yeah. have to I got to sit a stand aside and and keep the volume at a manageable level, or else I will be deaf inside three well, months. That's why you need to buy a full on Uncle amplifier. You're right. Get that get that twelve Al, inch goodness at about five watts. You hear that? Al's gonna buy me an uncle amplifier. No, I said you gotta buy one. <laughs> you, you could get you could get a little class D, man. That's what you need. Mm. I mean, you're not you're not wrong. I'm 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 that's with cheap you. money and it's it's just clean power. It's the perfect pedal platform. Do you know anybody who makes a great class D amplifier, Mike? <laughs> I happen to have a few laying around here right now. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> So we're going to talk off air. Yeah. Because <laughs> Steph listens to every show. And oh, I, yeah. we're, we're, <laughs> we're saving there for a house go. right now. That'll save you. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I, I've got one. I, that's what I, that's what I use at home. I mean, you know, I use a wet dry rig at home that runs. One of them is a 60 watt, just class D that I run into a 10 inch speaker. And then everything else is direct in to the, 
to the UA 476 volt, um, and then through a couple Atom audio monitors, you know, near field. So, um, I, I, my house, you know, my, my, my room at the house is too small for a tube amplifier. Yeah. Reminds me of a great song by the president of the United States of America. <laughs> to tell. It's literally called tube amplifier. Oh, <laughs> I don't know why it's not ringing a bell. I'm sure I've heard it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it was off the uh, second app or second album. Hmm. Oh, it's been a long time. I'm old. Yes, you are. <laughs> Speaking of President of the United States of America, we did have Andrew McCaig on a while ago. We did so. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if any of our listeners haven't heard that, you want to yeah. hear us talk to a rock star where I try not to freak <laughs> out like a or if you young actually, girl at if a you wanna, concert. If you want to hear me really genuinely throw Al under the bus. Oh yeah. Check out that episode. Cause oh, that's <laughs> yeah. So Al has this great habit of doing nicknames right at like the moment of had. had. Now I have to write them down ahead of time yeah. because of what you did. So at that time Al was thinking and working on his, his nickname game at the beginning there. And I said, okay, you got 28 seconds. Cause that's the length of our theme song. And I hit record and he, yeah, you well go listen. You'll hear. Yeah, I fumbled. <laughs> there were no nicknames that episode. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They weren't good if they were. If there was any. No, I don't, I don't think I had any. I think I just, <laughs> I just full on dropped the ball and uh, hung my head in shame. It was fun. Was, uh, that might be the second most embarrassed I've been on the podcast. Really? Yeah. Well, what was the first? Screwing up Layla Sadie's name. Oh yeah, immediately that would... <laughs> after asking her how to pronounce it properly. <laughs> That's right. That was a good one too. Yeah. Yeah, tuna tone instruments. That was an early episode. Mm-hmm. That was that was one of the more embarrassing ones. I love that you asked her. I know I asked her, and then I overthought it yeah. and immediately screwed it up. Like twenty seconds later. Yep, it was good. And then she corrected me on air, as rightly she should have. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you need to be accountable for your actions. I, I agree. I I have no defense, and I I don't think it's a defensible thing. I I screwed it up. I, I apologize to Layla. I will continue to apologize to Layla. <sighs> Much to my shame. Indeed. <laughs> but anyways, back to, you know, Mike. Yeah. From Uncle. Ouch. <laughs> I always love, like, like, when we have returning guests, because we don't have to, like, interview, interview as, as we much. We just yeah. kind of hang out and, and just totally bull crap. Shoot the breeze? Yeah. 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 It's much, it's, yeah, it's not, I can't say it's better because it's, just inter- it's, 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 it's yeah. a, it's a, like a refreshing round table instead of, yeah. instead of us, like, <laughs> it is. it's like it's a round table. Tell us right. everything about you. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's like, I, I don't want to ask you how, how you arrived at uncle amplification as a name. We can go we know. to the other episode for yeah. that one. Just want to <laughs> hang out. Just want to hang out and talk to my friend. <laughs> it's cause I'm old. That's why the, that's where the name comes from. I'm an old man. <laughs> uncle Mike. Pretty much, yep. You got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Speaking uncle of is, you really is uncle in German, so. Yeah. If, if you haven't, listeners, you really should listen to our original chat with Mike. It's also a good one. Yeah, episode 32. If you go back. That was listen. early, huh? Yeah. yeah and you know what? At the time, it was like, felt like when we had you on, it was like, we're really into this. We've been doing this a while. 32 episodes. Wow. Yeah. We got we got Mike from Uncle Amplification on our show. Like it was a I, yeah, big deal. I was, I was excited. <laughs> it was a big deal because yeah. I I'd, I'd been following you 
for a while on my personal Instagram, mm-hmm. I think, a, a year or something like that. And, and I think I actually came across you on my own just through looking. And then I was like, yeah, man, you, yeah. Like we, we had a, we had a moment where we were like both connected to you like through. I mean, yeah, I try to work Instagram pretty hard, you know? I mean, I do everything I can with it. Um, and it's, I've got, I've got better stuff to show now, you know, it's like, it might, you can definitely, if you look through my entire Instagram, you can see how I've progressed. Yeah. I mean, you didn't have, I wouldn't say you had bad stuff to show then. No, I, I, I mean, we loved what you were doing, obviously. Yeah, I've, I've, you know, I've got a lot of stuff. It, it's with me. I, I think of stuff all the time, so it's like I, I've got like a laundry list of of ideas that'll probably all be fine and work, but I just haven't had time to put them together because it's like I'm a little bit like I'm a chasing a squirrel with a stick. It's like, you know, I start on something and I'm like, ooh, look at that, and I'm over here looking at something else. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm and and you know what, that energy shows through your work because you're you're always putting out something new. Yeah. You know, like I said, I just, I want to build, you know, I guess what I've kind of convinced myself is the only way I'm ever, ever going to really make it is to come up with something that nobody's done yet. So that's what, you know, I'm constantly trying to find that thing. That's a tall order, man. Like that's, there's so many people out there doing it and, and seeking that exact same thing. Right. To draw and to be on the cutting edge of that innovation, and like you are, that's a, that's a tall order, man. Like you, you make some it was things like, that it's just like, yeah, that's, that's fresh. That's even, that's even, I don't know if you guys saw idea, not, but a fresh take on it, you know, it's like the power supplies I built. that will take like a drill battery. Yeah. Those are yeah. rad. You guys see those? Yeah, yeah. They work man. really well too. And that, I tell you what, a DeWalt battery will power a pedal board for a very long time. No kidding. Yeah. Like, yeah. like it was one of those things where like beyond your regular, your lithium ion ones. Yep. Seeing the DeWalt ones was just like, why has nobody done that? Before? I have. I, I got a lot of traction. It was funny. Like, um, like uh, the the day I posted the first one, Nick Greer from Greer Amps contacted me, and he's like, "I gotta have one of those, man." And then I was like, "Okay, I'll build you one." He's like, "Actually, build me two. So I shipped two of them out to Portland. So yeah, I, I don't know what he did with them. I don't. I don't know if he laughs at them or if he actually uses them. But um, the, it's it's a cool thing. You know, the thing is, it works really well. And it's great power and super quiet. All right. and, and I got one for you. I don't know if this is possible because I am a numpty with electronics, but here, here's my idea. One of your preamps or small amps all in one, DeWalt powered. I don't know that the... Uh, preamp, no, because of the voltage. Um, I could do, I could definitely do a, a digital amp. Powered with a DeWalt, no problem. There you go. But tubes takes too much voltage. I, I've tried a couple of like. Uh, well, I, I didn't know if you know tube would be possible, but uh, you know, an uncle yeah. amp, non-tube maybe, but. But yeah, no, I could definitely. I mean, I could do a Class D, um, powered by DeWalt, no problem. I, I could put a thing on there too, so you could power it within regular power as well. So, um, and what I found is that the. Um, what did he call it? It's the, it's the EP, the EP preamp that everybody's been using, you know, the, yeah, the, when the, plus and- the Echo Plex Pre. So um, the, the guy that released it as the secret preamp, I think he's out of Pennsylvania. I can't think of his name. Um, 
But anyway, his circuit for that amp is fantastic. Um, and so I've been using that. So basically it's like a class D that has a master volume on it. And then I've got an, uh, an Echoplex, uh, pre in front of it. That's cool. Yeah. It sounds great. Well, there we go. I'll look for that on your Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Cause you could put it kind of in the same enclosure. Like you have the, the DPP 3000 DeWalt pedal power. I love this. It's actually thing, smaller way. than that. I've got these in the Gorva enclosures, the big Gorva enclosures that yeah. see the nineties, the S nineties. Yeah, um, so it's, it's, it's significantly smaller than that DeWalt uh, power supply was. Yeah. Just if you, you could like put a class D in there and make it all. Yeah. I don't know. That's sick. <laughs> I just think it's so cool. Cause I have these power tools like these, this I'm a DeWalt most user do. Yeah. I have, but I mean, I think mine, most of mine are the max 12s, but yeah, know, this is for the 20s. The 20s so, yeah. And then I've got, you know, I've got stirrups to do, uh, uh, Makita and also for, um, Milwaukee. So I can do Milwaukee or Makita or, <laughs> That's amazing. I'm, I'm just, I'm just dying to see this. Oh man. So do you mean like the little, uh, the like pencil cells from McKee or from, uh, Milwaukee? It's like, you know, people put them in their jackets and stuff. They're like the size of a, they're like about as wide as your fist. And, and no, this and is the, trap. this is for the big one. The big this tools. is for okay. the big battery. Cause I think that would be cool if you could have that battery. Cause it just would like plug into a socket in the side of a pedal enclosure. Oh, I could definitely do that. Cause the, the voltage is, is close enough. I yeah. mean, I can, I can convert that voltage. Um, but like I'm buying those, um, everybody's printing those things on like 3d printers now, mm -hmm. um, which I don't, I don't have a 3d printer. So I'd have to find somebody who's making those stirrups for those, um, for those batteries. But yeah, I'm sure they're out there. There we go. The DeWalt powered or Milwaukee or Nikita powered amplifier. Yep. That's Coming next. So we're expecting amplification. Yeah, I was gonna do. I was actually gonna do a combo like that. I had that's that's on my long list of things to do is to build a a little small combo amp um, with the powered by Dewalt with the Class D in it. <laughs> this is great. Uh, I love this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can play anywhere. I mean, you know, and, yeah. and also the you can it'll last a long time. I mean, I bet you can get twenty four hours out of it. I bet, which is a lot. Oh yeah, for sure. Whoever plays, I mean, well, there's somebody's going to correct me here, but I think most of us probably sit down to play guitar for an hour or two. You know, if you got time. Yeah, that's where I'm at usually. Yeah, I, I think after an hour or two, either you have nothing else going on that day, <laughs> or you're neglecting something. <laughs> right, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, you're neglecting somebody you shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, somewhere there's an angry partner just standing there, like, excuse me. Yep. You, you're right about that. I also would like your attention. <laughs> See, that's the thing. So here, here's a question. Like I'm, just, I'm, I'm now I'm down this rabbit hole on these batteries. So <laughs> you've got a tw like the, um, the class D will take nine to 12 volts, right? Yep. Okay. So like these Milwaukee power packs for like the jackets are 3000 milliamp hours. And they're 12 volt and they're small. Right. So like yep. these things you could probably inside of a Gorva box, like just a standard, um, I'm not sure what the, the model number is on them, but they're like, you know, inch and inch and a half, inch and three quarter tall, your standard, just Gorva single 
single foot switch pedal. Yeah, yeah, that's the C sixty five. So the C sixty five could probably house the the receptacle for one of these batteries, and you could just literally click it in to the inside of the box, and all you have is the little nub with the the catch exposed, and you can just pop batteries in and out, charge them up on the charger. Yeah, I'll have to look at that. I'll have to see if anybody's got the uh, the receiver for that because that's really that's that's the puzzle right there. Everything else is easy to find. Yeah, that's so cool. That's just like brainstorm on my own here. <laughs> see if I can find a. Hey, yeah. Welcome to my day every day. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> oh boy. Well, <laughs> on that note, we are getting kind of long in the tooth here, aren't we? Am I miscounting? Yeah. Oh, I am miscounting. I'm sorry. I was misreading the time entirely. Never mind. We got like <laughs> 20 more minutes we can hang oh, out. Oh, easy. Easily. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> Not like we actually have a time limit. When have we ever really? I mean, did I you guys have like a set time for the show? Yeah, like, an hour. Is, is every um, show just... <laughs> originally the, it was we designed it to be an hour long program. We quickly obliterated that, and now we average about one twenty, give or take. That's good. Yeah. I'll tell you what. While while I'm on here, I'm going to throw one of the big boys a huge compliment, and that would be Gibson, because I don't know if you've noticed, but these Maestro pedals they just released. Holy macaroni, they're fantastic. Haven't seen them they, or they re released They re-released five Maestro pedals. Um, the build quality is phenomenal. I mean, I can't believe the price point and the build quality on these things. I bought all five of them. I have all five of them here. I'm, I'm hoping they stop making them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they're committed to it. I mean, they... they 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 uh they've been researching this for a couple of years now. The the rumor mill and whisperings have been hinting at it. And then uh last year their uh Mojo Hand Effects got a cease and desist for the phaser lettering <laughs> being confusing. Yeah, so Gibson I think, was yeah, preparing. It's a real winner for them for sure. I yeah. mean end up at hundred and forty nine bucks, I mean you it's unbelievable. It's the best deal out there, I think. Yeah, I, I, I think they're they're in it to stay. I, I don't think they're going to be stopping. Yeah, I've, oh, I've, I've seen them. Is that I haven't. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking them up here right yeah, now. Yeah, um, I just haven't gone into a shop and played them myself yet. I, uh, the reviews have been fantastic across yeah, the board they're, about these things. They're just top notch. The packaging is top notch. The product is top notch. I mean, every single thing about it is just fantastic. Yeah, I. I I, I, they look interesting. I got to admit, I, the more we do this show and the more smaller indie builders we talk to, the more that's kind of where I, that's where my first love is, is, is guys like that, guys like yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I usually look to, to shop in there if I can, if there's something I need, but, oh, uh, every once in a while something comes along and just tempts me. <laughs> and often yeah. the word Gibson across the headstock. Um <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> well, because like I mean, I've said it a million times on the show. You're better spending three or four thousand dollars with a custom builder than you are with Gibson, and I still stand by that. But that doesn't mean you know when Gibson puts out a new, you know, variant on a sixty-one SG or something like that, I'm not like ooh. Or they move casino production back to the U.S. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I want one of those. Yeah. Why do I want one of those? I got a guy who makes Wayfarers that are like 80,000 times the guitar. Yep. 
<laughs> I still want a casino. I don't know. The heart wants what the heart wants, I guess. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm still probably going to buy a Chinese casino. Are you? Yeah. One of these days? Yeah. I, wa- I, wa- I want a casino, but I just don't think... Uh, I don't think I could justify the American one as much as I hate saying it out loud. And, and that, that actually Is that- blew my mind, the price jump. It's still a casino. Yes, it's made in America, but you're still buying an Epiphone casino. Yeah, but it's, you're not really. You're buying Gibson making an Epiphone casino. And that's a 335, right? Uh, 330, essentially. Yeah, 330. Oh, okay. So it's it's full hollow. Um, But that's the thing, right? It, it, it's, it's made in that same plant along with 330s and along with 335s and you know, there's there's Gibson in Nashville, Tennessee is making them. You know, and and there's just no getting around a labor wages, mm. and yeah. and cost of manufacturing in the U.S. is not cheap. So uh, you know, whether it says Epiphone on the headstock or not, it's still that's the level you're buying. Yeah, and for that price, you better be. <laughs> so how much different than? Like to say, how much different is the American Made Casino from the Gibson Three Thirty, with you know dog ears and whatever? Like uh, they they are different. Like the there's the the neck joint, uh, the front, uh, the, the where the neck joins is different. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the specs, the internal specs on the casino, like the way they do their sound post, is a little different. Um. There are differences. There, there's been there's there's a ton of YouTube reviews, um, talking about the differences between them, and, and they are out there. Uh, I don't have a prepared list with me <laughs> right now, but they are different enough to warrant it. And uh, there's one thing that an Epiphone Casino is that a 330 will never be. Mm. A Beatles guitar, man. I was gonna say, yeah. I didn't think you were a huge fan of. Beatles. I'm not a Beatles fanatic, but I mean, they're the freaking Beatles. <laughs> yeah. If somebody says they don't like the Beatles, they're not a music. They're not, they don't have taste. <laughs> Cause there's a Beatles <laughs> song out there for everyone. That is true. <laughs> like, I, I know a girl in my hometown, uh, shout out to Danny. <laughs> she was dating a guy who was a nice guy, but he said he hated the Beatles. He was he was like, and I don't remember which album. It was either the White Album or it was, or it was. Uh, it doesn't matter. Revolution it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But he he was like, that is an album with absolutely no hooks on it. And she was like, what am I supposed to do with this idiot who thinks an album <laughs> full of hooks has no hooks on it? She dumped him. Good. I was gonna say she needs to dump him. That's, <laughs> that's totally what has did. to happen. She totally dumped him over his complete hatred of the Beatles. It's a fair point <laughs> and and valid. Absolutely <laughs> yeah, valid. I was like, you made the right call, I think. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a Beatles fanatic, and people have really kind of worn out the band for me. Um, so you're saying if a Beatles song comes on, you're not gonna be like after ten years of not hearing it, you're not gonna be like, oh, you know what, I miss this. It song. really depends on the Beatles song. There's there's at least one I can think of that I just abhor. And do I need to dump to, you? Maybe. <laughs> What's the song? Blackbird. Oh come on! I hate it. No. Hate it with a passion. Yeah. Always have. I used to think we were friends. 
Uh, hey man, I, I like a lot of other Beatles songs, but Blackbird, I think, is just, it just sounds like, ugh. it sounds like every crappy open mic night I've ever gone to. That's what it sounds like. Oh, so it's not the song you hate, it's every other, it's. It, I didn't like the song to begin with, like it was one I was like, eh, and I would skip and and play something else on the, uh, well, when I first got into the Beatles, it was cassettes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's a, that's the first music I ever bought for myself was the 69-72 box set. Of like you know greatest hits on cassette, two two tapes. Really? Yep. Yeah, that's why I was. Oh, I can't even remember how um, old it was. But yeah, so I, I'm sure I'm, and I know I'm going to bother a lot of listeners out there because Blackbird is one of those songs that everybody learns on acoustic. But I still don't know how to play it. But I like, the, I like the, the mel- melodic elements of the guitar parts. The song is oh, is. No, I don't like it. Oh well, yeah. I guess we're not friends. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Mike, you're still my friend, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Oh. Uh, I can't. I can't believe you guys were buying stuff on cassette as your first thing. Uh, I, I'm an eight track guy. Oh man. yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, was it eight track <laughs> or vinyl? <laughs> I think. I think my first one was probably Jackson Brown running on empty eight track. Ooh, that's, oh, that's there you go. go. All my uncles were eight track buyers. <laughs> I remember getting my uncle Tim's uh, Firebird. A lot of eight tracks in that thing. Oh yeah. I've never yep. owned. I never owned an eight track. I found one once when, uh, when we moved, when I was a kid, I was like 10, we moved to our house in Armstrong and in, there was like a, there was like a shed that the old guy was that owned the house before was storing some stuff in. And he didn't really like take anything or clean up the back part of the lot that we like the house, the land that we bought. And so we went through there and I found like a box full of eight tracks, was oh, like man. Christmas I, songs and whatever else, but never I, ever found something to play them in. I bought an eight track player and a huge box full of eight tracks at a garage sale once. Thought <laughs> it was so awesome. Got home, started playing them, and immediately was like, these are way worse than tape cassettes. <laughs> oh, everything about that format sucked. I mean, yeah. it was terrible. <laughs> the whole click over in the middle of the song. It was like, click, click. No, nothing was ever formatted for eight track, you know. No, and why would you? It it was it was a short lived format. It was like this ugly format that existed between vinyl and cassettes, and then people were like, "Oh, cassettes are way nicer." Not the reason they were huge. I mean, an eight track was big. I mean, that was a that was a big piece of music right there. Yep, yep. And it had none of the benefits of a of a vinyl, which was also big. No, you got yeah. There was no liner notes. They always came in those little sleeves with the, just the plastic around them. Like an like it out. Like that's a, all it was. <laughs> like the classic NES games. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, I yeah. I quickly passed on that eight track, and the eight tracks themselves. I don't even think I sold it. I think it just went to the dump. <laughs> well, because like at that time, this was like the mid nineties. You know, I, I bought the whole thing for like five bucks with all the eight tracks. Like it wasn't right. like, you know, it wasn't like a high value item that I cared about in my bedroom. It was one of those things where it was like, oh, I'm clearly never going to use this. So it just, you know, none of my friends were like, can I buy it off you? <laughs> Everybody was busy showing off their new CD players. What an, That was a terrible format too. CDs were awful. Oh, I like CDs. I have a fondness for CDs. Mm. They were sterile. They were very sterile. That and and you couldn't like, for the longest time you couldn't move with CD. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know? you're right. You like <laughs> yeah. the even the most like 
walk shock, by your stereo breathing the most, too The heavy. most shock-resistant <laughs> car stereo was absolute trash if you hit a pothole. Yeah. It was just like, no. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, you'd go down driving down a dirt road, don't even bother listening to music. None of my cars had <laughs> CD players. Oh, yeah? I had the Panasonic Shockwave portable CD with unit the tape with the th- tape deck adapter. I that just was- sold a car that that was my connection to, like, music to my phone was one of those tapes. Yeah. Yeah, it was my like 05 Volkswagen Jetta had a tape deck in it uh, and no Bluetooth, no nothing same with, with my wife and I, Kat, Kat and I's first two vehicles together. Yeah, that was our, that's <laughs> so funny. Such, also such a stupid, but it worked. It did. I just, I hated that there was always that audible, like pause in between anything that had a segue to it. It was like, there was a pause in the middle, and it would go into the next song with CDs. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, oh, man, that that maybe that got changed as the format. It did. It, that was an just, early on thing with yeah. the CDs. Was yeah. like every it was a break, you know. So if you're listening to a live album, every time the song changes, there's a, there's an audible pause in there, and then Rob it goes. Plant just talking to the audience. We're so glad to be here. Inter- yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I. Uh, it's funny, man. Vinyl's still clinging. Vinyl's still hanging around. It sounds um, best, man. It, I mean, it sounds great. And you know, the funny thing about it is, I, I, I think it's because of that is actually less fidelity. I think mm-hmm. our ears like that little bit of like organic, just the tippy tops of the high end trimmed off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a little yeah, it's more- warmer for sure. I mean, definitely. I mean, it took me a couple years, anyways, to amass the equipment to be able to play vinyl again. You know, people around here, if they're if they're selling a turntable, it's oh, abhorrently it's expensive. The only it, problem with living in Hipsterville, man, no, anything cool is like triple the price. Yeah. So, I mean, the turntable I bought is kind of a piece of poo, but it plays vinyl. And give me the chance to put on my Origami Army um, custom <laughs> single vinyl yeah. that I got. So, that was pretty cool. tacked up on the wall anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need any more hobbies. I got I to gotta stay away from the vinyl. Uh, <laughs> Mike, you just got to buy it and play it while you're working on your other right. stuff, man. That's right. I like quiet, man. That's the thing. Everybody goes nuts if they try to work with me because I don't want anything playing. Oh, oh really? Yes. I, I like to hear the. You know, if the saw's running, I want to hear the saw. You know, I'm like that as gonna well. Break. I want to hear it break. My wife hates it whenever we drive anywhere. She's like, "Can I put music on?" Because I'm just happily cruising along in silence. Oh, that's. I'm that's hearing music abs- in my head. Oh, that's because you're crazy. Yeah, I hear I hear music in my head too, but I don't know. I don't know. Nothing plays through. It's like bits and pieces and stuff, oh, and it's all scattered. I can't stand that's that. That's how I do my writing. I, oh. I'm just driving along, and I'm writing in my. That's Meredith Coloma from Coloma Guitars. The same way. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I have to. In order to write, I have to noodle. I have to be like play. I have to actually have the instrument in my hand. Mm. And I just, you know, I'm not that good. I at need to the be a little yet. bit distracted. So I. I do a lot of writing when I'm watching a movie or something like that. Or, yeah, uh, actually, I, I will say, Mike, I don't work in silence the way you would in your shop. When I'm sitting down to like solder guitars or something like that or tech them, I usually put on like Star Trek. Yeah, something that's <laughs> a lot of stuff. Actually, yeah, no, I, I have no, I never have any music playing at my shop at all. No, I, I do the same thing on my workbench here. It's like I've got a couple 27 inch monitors and a Mac Mini, and I like. You know, I'll be looking up schematics and stuff and like drawing on easy EDA or something like actually designing a board and I'll have the second monitor running a show of some kind or, or 
whatever something on youtube or whatever like i have to have yeah. something going on that was that's like therapy for me man put on some star trek the next generation and set up a guitar that's yeah no my new uh, my new store cuz i just started my new job and i got out into my new my actual store um like 2 days ago and that there's no music in the building like they have a little like black web bluetooth speaker that they're running and it's like, oh, we got to fix this. You guys, like the ladies that I work with are like, oh yeah, this is what we do for music. And I just looked at it and went, what? That, <laughs> that's the music? No, no, no. <laughs> we got to, we got to fix this. So. Got to drag in the big guns. Some, that face amp we were just talking no, about. No. <laughs> Break every bottle in the liquor store. Right. Right. Good. <laughs> yeah. Just throwing a little Ramstein and. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> uh, I, I don't, I, I don't know how people just casually listen to Ramstein, but I totally get how people go to one of their concerts. Oh, I'm, I'm a casual Ramstein listener. I love the, the yeah. music. No, really? <laughs> really, yeah. I would not have guessed that, but yeah. Um, like when they first like got big globally, I, I, I own their album and. Everything. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I, they definitely had a had a wave, man. Um, it was one of those things where, like, I I went through my industrial metal phase in the '90s, so I was all about the that's M F D M and Sisters yep. of Mercy and um, Ramstein was kind of like eh, it's okay. I'm already kind of uh, out of that kind of style of music for yeah. myself. But after seeing a couple of clips of their live show, yeah, I'll pay a hundred bucks. So I'll go see that yeah. any day of the week. They man. put on a good show. <laughs> Well, and the cool is I have like a live-in translator, so now I know what all the songs say. (laughs) (laughs) A live-in translator. What a lovely thing to call your partner. (laughs) I mean it in the most loving way. Oh, my God. She's going to love that. Yeah. My live-in translator stuff. (laughs) Let's make a big deal about it, guys. This is going to help me later. Big time. (laughs) Maybe she won't listen to this episode. (laughs) Turns out she listens to pretty much all of them. Yep, pretty much. She starts work at 3 a.m. sometimes, so there's a lot of <laughs> listening that happens. Translator, you hog. What are you talking about? You hog. I don't understand. Instead of calling you ham, you're you're a ham. You're a hog. Thanks. I don't know why I did that. Okay, I've know. never done that before. I'll probably never do it again. Okay, I hope not. It was mean. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Was it as mean as calling your partner a live-in translator? No, that's not what I meant. It's just like stuff <laughs> speaks German. That's her Happy first Valentine's language. Valentine's Day, live-in we translator. Don't, we don't yeah, do right. Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day can go pound stand. Happy anniversary, <laughs> live-in translator. That's not for a few more weeks. <laughs> I'm going to throw <laughs> at you. Oh, I swore. Oh! Damn it! Uh. <laughs> Number two for the episode. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Uh, on that note, Mike, I love you, buddy. I'm so glad we got to have you back on the show. I'm I'm so glad I was back on, man. It's great talking to you guys. Always. Yeah. You too, man. It's I I love what you do. I love your work. We are avid fans and followers. Um and just uh, just in case, where do our listeners best find you? Instagram, man. At Uncle Amplified on Instagram. Perfect. Now, just just to be clear, listeners, Uncle. Uncle, yeah, right. Not Uncle. 
Well, it is uncle, but not in English. <laughs> yeah, German uncle. O N K E L. So is uncle at uncle amplification? That's your Instagram. Uh, uncle amplified. Uh, ampl- it's uncle amplified on okay. uh, Instagram. Yeah. Is that your website as well? Uh, website is uncleamps.com. Uncleamps.com. Okay. So there we go. Get in there. Give Mike a follow. Keep up with what he's doing. Order some cool stuff from him. Some of the stuff you can get from Mike is as good or better than anything you can get anywhere else. And for a stupidly good price. So. Yeah, I try to have something for everybody. Yeah. I would encourage you to get in on that. Mm-hmm. If you like clones, Mike is the place to get one. I'm building a nice clone right now. That's for sure. Yep. Yeah, man. Well, on that note, um, I don't know who we have coming up next week. That's not scheduled. So, yeah, we're, uh, you know, kind of winging it. We're kind of winging it. So, surprise next week. Um, <laughs> enter our, our giveaway. That's going to yep. be still going on when you're hearing this. Go to our Instagram, find the original post. Mm hmm. And we're doing a pedal giveaway. We have two pedals in the giveaway because that was all we could buster up. Yep. <laughs> uh, we're giving away a True North Pedals Lumberjack Fuzz. Uh, drive. Lumberjack Drive. Drive, we've me. been corrected. It's an octave oh, yeah. drive. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry, Sheldon. <laughs> yeah. Go back and listen to us foul that up <laughs> last week, too. Yeah. <laughs> and we're giving away a Mask Audio Electronics. No. No. Um, so find the original post on our Instagram. Like it. And then comment and tag three friends in the comments. That's how you enter. Uh, we're going to run it for a month. So when you're hearing this, it'll be running. It'll run for about a week already. So get on that. Free stuff, man. And uh, any final thoughts there, Casper Dasper? No, man. Just thanks, everybody, for listening. Yeah. We have a lot of fun, and we hope you guys enjoy. Yeah, it's a blast. Right on. Well, thanks again, Mike. And... Uh, Everyone, we'll see you and talk to you next week.